Hey everyone, my name is Yumei Chang and this is Life is Love School. In this channel, I teach you how to have a healthy relationship with yourself and other people. It's foundational to living a great life. If you're new to this channel, make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss anything coming up. Today's topic is understanding the fearful avoidant partner. I got a ton of requests for this particular topic because not only is the fearful avoidant style the rarest form of attachment style is also the least understood. And in fact, the scientific community did not identify this particular attachment style until well after the other styles have been identified. So what is an attachment style? So you can roughly think about attachment styles as two different dimensions. One is how I see myself and then how I see the world. If you are a securely attached person and roughly 50% of people are securely attached, you see yourself as valuable and lovable. And you also see the world as a safe place that returns that love and support that you need. So if you happen to be securely attached or you're dating somebody who's securely attached, you're in a great place. Now, the other 50% of the population are what we call insecurely attached. Now, there's three subtypes. One subtype is the anxiously attached. These people tend to not think very highly of themselves, yet at the same time, they do feel that the world is generally a safe and supportive place. It's just not available to them. So the anxiously attached person has this cleaning energy, always wanting more, always feeling like not getting enough. There's that chasing energy. There's also another insecure attachment style called the avoidant attachment style. So these people tend to think that they are lovable, that they are valuable, yet they distrust that the world will give them love and support. So then in order to protect themselves, they tell themselves that they don't really need a relationship. And in relationships, the dismissive avoidant tends to show up in a standoffish way. If you try to get closer to them, they wanna push you away. So there's a little bit of this, I don't really want you that close energy. The fearful avoidant, interestingly, has a little bit of both. So the fearful avoidant doesn't think that they're valuable. So she might feel like I'm unlovable, also, she feels like the world is unsafe. The world will not love me. The world is not available, is not supportive to me. So this is the fearful avoidant, kind of the typical um, mindset of how she sees herself as well as how she sees the world. Now, how did a person develop into a fearful avoidant? Like any other attachment style, the blueprint is usually formed in childhood. It has a lot to do with our relationship with our earliest caretakers. Do we have caretakers that are emotionally mature, emotionally stable, that provided us constant love, acceptance, and support? Or do we have the opposite? Do we have immature caretakers that were emotionally unregulated, who were perhaps negligent and maybe even uh, abusive, right? That would shape your attachment style very differently. A typical childhood of a fearful avoidant is a parent who may profess to love you, yet at the same time, the behavior they deliver to you is neglectful or abusive. For example, I have a client who has a mother who would tell her that you know she loves her, yet at the same time, the mother is highly critical of her. The mother um, easily would just tell her that she's not as good as the other siblings. When she does something that the mother does not like, the mother would call the father home to beat her up. And then afterwards, when my client is crying, the mother would come and soothe her. So you can see this like very unpredictable, 
Um, she, the mother says one thing yet delivers another thing. So it's not surprising that my client grew up to be somebody who leans on the fearful avoidance side of the attachment style. She both still wants that love and crave, uh, care from people. Yet at the same time, she's also very fearful that she will get hurt. So if this resonates with you, make sure you comment. I would love to hear your story. If you know somebody who's fearful avoidant, or maybe you yourself is fearful avoidant, if this kind of um, story resonates, if that's similar to your childhood, or your childhood is a different situation, I would just love to hear about it. Now, how would a person who is fearful avoidant show up in relationships? There are three telltale signs. Of course, there are more, but these three are almost universal. So let me just go through them. So number one is they are not very committal. So they're kind of non-committal. These people have one foot in and one foot out. If you think about the way they see relationships, it's not hard to understand why they have this strategy. So a lot of our coping mechanisms is about protecting ourselves and protecting our ego. So a person who loves to be loved, yet at the same time feels that the world is unsafe, that eventually they are going to betray her, they are going to abandon her, might wanna protect herself by saying, you know, I'm gonna kinda keep my safe spot, I'm gonna have one leg in, one leg out, because I'm not very valuable. And sooner or later, when you know the real me, you're not gonna be wanna be around me. So the breakup is inevitable. So I might as well set up my situation to assume that I will be abandoned. So I have a client who's been married for many years, yet she insists on keeping a separate residence. She will not move in with her husband, right? Because in her mind, eventually the marriage is not gonna work out. It's better if she has her own spot. So you can see the logic behind this and why people would do this to protect themselves. The number two telltale sign is emotional regulation issues. So a person who grew up as a fearful avoidant tends to have parents that are abusive or neglectful. So she's not getting the love that she's looking for. And oftentimes the caretakers are highly critical. So as a person grows up, that inner critic then becomes very strong. So there's constantly beating her down. So a lot of fearful avoidance also suffer from depression, anxiety, and for example, even borderline personality disorder has a high correlation with the fearful attachment style. Not saying that every fearful avoidant also has a mental illness, but it's not also hard to see the linkage between the two if you have a strong inner critic. And also, a fearful avoidant, if when they feel not very good about themselves, they try to prop themselves up. And some people do it by trying to look bigger. And part of that might be, I want my partner to be awesome. So sometimes they would be highly critical of their partner as well, wanting their partner to make more money, to look better, etc. So they put a lot of pressure on their partner due to the fact that they don't feel very valuable. And also that inner critic also spills out to the relationship. So it tends to have a, um, an effect of making everybody <laughs> a little bit miserable too. Now, when a person has a strong inner critic, it's not surprising to see that they also don't have a uh, emotional profile that's more calm. Their emotional profile tends to have a lot of ups and downs because when things that make people feel a little bit bad, they have a strong inner critic that really pulls them down and you know, et cetera. So they, their, their lows are definitely a bit lower as well. And when they have emotional regulation issues, sometimes 
it could result in the flare-up being really strong. They get extremely angry, and sometimes it can erupt into emotional or even physical violence. Now, tell sign number three is fearful avoidance compared to other attachment styles tend to have more sexual partners. The reason is because fearful avoidance really crave that connection, yet they're also afraid of the connection because they think that other people will hurt them, will betray them. Whereas like having a physical connection, having sex oftentimes is just getting some validation, getting some surface level connection without deeply investing yourself emotionally. So for the fearful avoidant, having sexual partners, and especially very shallow ones, maybe one night stands, a lot of times can satisfy their need for that connection, while at the same time, protecting their heart from real pain. So compared to other attachment styles, they tend to have more sexual partners. Also, another reason is that fearful avoidants oftentimes grow up with parents who disrespected their boundaries, or even worse, when they said no, their parents punished them. So when they show up in situations, sexual situations, they might be in situations where they don't want to have sex, yet they don't say no. So they just acquiesce to it because they feel like their no means nothing anyways. So they have sex sometimes when they don't want to have it. I hope you find this content helpful. Drop a comment um, and let me know which particular telltale signs resonate with you or if I missed anything. I also plan to do another episode on how to heal the fearful avoidance style because I think of all the insecure styles, probably the fearful avoidant uh, suffers the most because the person both feels unlovable, not valuable, and also distrust the world. So there's a lot of hypervigilance and not feeling that the world will return love. So that's a very painful place to be. If you're interested in healing from childhood trauma and healing from these internal core wounds and learning how to communicate better so you can build healthy relationships, I invite you to join me inside Tribe. Tribe is a membership group where I teach materials like this and I also run Zoom calls so you could just ask me questions live or ask me questions in a group specific to you and I provide live coaching. So I think you'll really enjoy it. Check out the show notes for more and make sure you like and subscribe. I'll see you next time.